You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Welcome back to episode 80 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. Ross, we had like a little two-week or week hiatus uh, due to Christmas. It's good to have you back. How are you? How's everything? How was Christmas? I'm I'm good, buddy. Just living the dream. It is episode 80, so I got my two number 80 jerseys because uh, that's uh, my number that I get to wear on the ice, so I figured why not. Uh, all is good. Fired up. Had a good Christmas with the family. Uh, hung out with friends, ate a lot of food, drank a lot of beer. And I was just saying how beforehand uh, we got recording that uh, I've been a bad hockey fan and haven't watched a minute of the World Juniors. Which is an absolute shame because you're missing a good one. I know. I freaking – I don't have NHL Network, so I'm a loser. Go go to Sling. It's like 30 bucks. Worth it. But I I have been paying attention to the social media side of it. (laughs) And uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the social media stuff that has come along with it um here shortly how was your christmas dude doing any uh, fun no i mean I, I went down uh saw the parents which is always fun you know you, you only see them once every few months so it was good to go down there same oh, man, kind of with you nice oh yeah it was, it was I, great. I, I i see my parents almost every day i i <laughs> at times i miss it at times i don't but it's definitely nice to go see them for a, a week every every so often but yeah. uh i mean yeah it was it was a chill christmas i mean Kind of like you, I ate, drank way too much, uh, watched hockey, which is amazing. We had it on Christmas Day, which to me made Christmas Day a little bit better. Yep. I mean, I, I've honestly just been loving that there's actual hockey back on. Obviously, we know the NHL is going to be back on January 13th, yes, which sir. is exciting for everyone, I think. And we have a bunch of news to talk about today. So I think we'll start on the yeah, NHL let's just, side. Let's just uh, let's start. At the you want to start World Juniors? Let's start World Juniors. Okay. Well, World Juniors obviously started December twenty fifth. They're done January fifth or something like that. It's it's a two week long event. Uh, the best U twenty kids in the world for anybody that doesn't know. And I would say this year's tournament has been interesting to say the least. Um, it's being played in the bubble up in Edmonton, just like the playoffs were. So there's no fans. The referees are all Canadians. And I honestly think the refs are having more fun than the players right now. If uh, you haven't seen the mic'd up opening face-offs. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> I it, it's It's honestly like, I mean, I know I always say something funny before fa- opening face-off, and so just to hear it at that stage is absolutely hilarious because yeah. before, I don't think anybody would have ever done it, but I'm guessing somebody sitting in a hotel room was like, you know what, like, like let's just say let's just let's just say something dumb, yeah, and then it just starts one on top of each other because now you're going back to the now every like, hey boys like look at this now every now everybody's one up in each other and exactly the best part about it is a bar down article came out 
this year's world junior referee or this year's world juniors are the good PR referees have always needed. Good, and you know good, what? Good I don't article. disagree. Good little article. It's got some of the clips. Um, so the boys out there are buzzing and they're having a good time making the news for good reasons. And I as well, yeah, as well as making good calls. I've seen uh, two hits to the head that yep. they were all over that the kids got suspended for. Um, so from what I, from what I've gathered, from what I have seen, the officiating has been good. eh? I would say so. I mean, I, I haven't had any issues with it. Uh, in my opinion, it's, it's been funny, you know, watching it, you, you see something you're like, Oh, did that, was that really happening? And then you see the replay and you're like, Oh yeah, like that is a great call. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only been the one controversy of Canada scoring, a goal with apparently there was no time left on the board. I don't know what clock they were looking at, but at the end of the day, that game was Canada versus Germany. Canada won that game 16 to, to two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So, goal. yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, final scores 15 to two. Like if you really want to rescind it, sure. Yeah. But I mean, that that's not even up to the referees. That's up to, whoever runs the double IHF off ice stuff. I don't know who does that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, yeah, they were, I guess they were saying the clock on the video wasn't synced right or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a way above my pay grade. I, I don't know. I'm not the one yeah. sitting there. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's not like it was a three, two final. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the refereeing has been great. The all Canadians have been doing fine. Have you seen the hockey – there were the camera guy and the hockey camo? Yes, the all-white guy. The, yes. all, the all-white on the ice. Like, I, I watched that the other day. I was dying. I was like, man, this is amazing. How yeah. long till this makes it to the NHL? Well, so it's funny. Like, they do it every year, and they do a really good job of hiding them. But then this year, like, I mean, how do you – It's just it's just one of those funny little things that, like – you know, you kind of catch them on the news or on the TV every once in a while, and you're like, what is that? But, I mean, to me, that is the coolest job ever. Like, sign me up. How do I get it? I want that job every year. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, the, this World Juniors has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, after two games for Canada, they're obviously 2-0. and They played Germany and the Slovaks. Against Germany, they won 16-2. to It wasn't a hockey game. I think it was over by, like, mid-second period. Not a surprise there. Germany had 14 skaters because they still had kids in COVID or in quarantine for COVID. Uh-huh. They were playing on a back-to-back. They played Finland the night before. It's one of those games where, like, hey, thanks for showing up. And then yeah. Canada against the Slovaks the other day. They only won, I believe it was three to one with an empty netter. So oh, it was wow. a it, it was a hockey game, and the Slovaks, I give them props every year. They're good at that, and they they always for some reason give the top teams a run for the money, which is good. Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, I mean, it was frustrating as a Canadian fan because, I mean, you're you're only beating the Slovaks three to one, but hats off to the Slovaks, obviously. The uh, Finnish team. They're 2-0. and They haven't overly impressed me. They've played Switzerland and I believe Germany. Yeah. So they played Germany on, on the first day. They won 5-3. to 
to me, if I'm Finland, that should be a blowout game. Not necessarily 16-2, to two, but, like, they shouldn't well, be winning by two. And I saw that in that 16-2 to two game, Canada had more goals than Germany had shots. That is correct. But I will give it to Germany. They're on 14 skaters. They are playing a back-to-back game. I believe it was less than 24 hours in between because they had the late game and then the afternoon game the next day. Mm-hmm. So you have you have 14 skaters already, which is, is enough or is, is not enough. And then you're also playing Finland and then Canada, which is the two hardest yeah. teams in your group. They weren't going to win those games anyway. No. Um, but they looked a lot better against Finland just because, I mean, they're fresh and, and Finland has not impressed me by any means at all. Gotcha. Uh, moving on, we have the Slovaks, who are one and one after two games. And they played the Swiss in game one to open up the tournament. They looked great. They beat the Swiss one nothing. They celebrated like they just won the gold medal because they knew that all you have to do really is win one game and you get into the quarterfinals. Uh-huh. So they were pumped because, in theory, their tickets punched to the quarterfinals. They played really, really, really well against Canada. Obviously, Canada is just a better team. But, I mean, only yeah. losing to Canada 3-1 to one is, is nothing to shake your head at, especially if you're the Slovaks. Mm-hmm. And sadly, last and definitely not least in that group is Germany. And, and yeah, like, like we've, we've said, I mean, 14 skaters, back-to-back games against the two hardest teams. They knew they were going to be 0 for 2, I think, after two games in this tournament right now. Hopefully they can turn it around. I believe they play uh, they play the Slovaks tonight. And so it's kind of a must-win game. They apparently have all of their players back, so they'll have a full roster. I'm looking for that to be a really good game. And it helps because Germany's coming off a day off. Slovaks had to play Canada last night, and obviously Canada ran around with them. Yeah. But – it's kind of looking like Germany's got a win or they're and, uh, hoping and praying. And then Team USA is one and one. Correct. Team USA is one and one. They haven't really looked impressive. Like, I know, I know they beat Austria 11 to nothing, but, I mean, it's Austria. Yeah. I, I, with all due respect to Austria, all these teams are supposed to be here. They're good, and they're, they're way better than I would ever be. But, I mean, USA is supposed to beat Austria 11 nothing. They're just supposed to. USA, they got a start against the Russians. They didn't look good. Like, the, they just – it wasn't great. They The Russians outplayed them. The Russians just looked better. Speaking of the Russians, they're also one and one They look horrible. I don't know – I don't know why, but they're a team that's supposed to be competing for a gold medal. You know, put them up against Canada in, in the gold medal game rematch would be sick. But – yeah, they, they beat the U.S., which, okay, that's a 50-50 ballpark game anyway. But then they lost to the Czech, the Czech Republic, oh. and they lost 2 nothing. I watched that game because I expected a Russian blowout. I expected the game to be, you know, 5 6 7 8 nothing. Mm-hmm. And the Czechs pulled, pulled a Slovak move and just shut down the neutral zone, and Russia didn't know what to do. Russia outshot them, but... 95% of Russia's shots, I would say, came from outside of the tops of the circles or the circles in general. 
And if you ask me, if I'm a, if I'm a check, you know, coach there, I'm pumped about that. You're not going to score too many goals from, you know, outside the circles, in my opinion, especially when there's zero traffic in front of the net and your goalie can see absolutely everything. There was times Russia had like three, four guys up at the blue line and you're sitting there and it, it, it did not look good. The Russians haven't looked good. Now saying that they're sitting there one and one, like they're not in a bad spot. This group B of, of Sweden, U.S., Russia, Austria, Austria, and, and the Czechs is going to be something else. Because also sitting at one and one, you have the Czech Republic. Uh, they played. They obviously beat Russia two nothing, and then I believe in their first game. Yeah, in their first game, they lost seven to one to Sweden. Again, it's something I think a lot of us expected. Seven one against Sweden. Sure, we get it, Sweden, right? Austria zero for one. They only played the U.S. so far. They lost eleven nothing. Kind of like in the. Canada game, I believe they got outshot by the amount of goals. So, yeah. I mean, they have to play Sweden tonight. So, if you're a betting man, I'd put all your money on Sweden because Austria is just – I feel bad for them. I I, yeah. I, I truly do. Um, also tonight, we have Germany playing the Slovaks. As I said earlier, Germany needs a win, but this game will be a good one. Slovaks are coming in off a high against Canada, I think. Still losing, but it's still a high. But you, you got Germany, who's fresh, and, and hopefully they can squeak out a win. That's all I have really right now for the World Juniors. Obviously, the two games tonight, Sweden is going to be 2-0, and and Germany needs a win. If that happens, it happens. If not, who knows what's going to happen. Yep. Well, that's why they play the games, right? Exactly. It's it's definitely been a fun tournament to watch so far, and I think we're three days into it. Sweet. So, cannot complain there because the World Junior – I mean, they're always great, but yeah. it's just a little bit better this year, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the officiating's been good. The games have been good. I I have no complaints overall. So, we got uh, some NHL stuff to talk about. We got a bunch of we, NHL stuff. Uh, let's start with the one rule change going into the oh, season. Oh, I forgot about that. So I'm very happy they finally did this. Um, with offside review, I feel like it was overdue to amend the offside rule because – we've seen so many goals get taken away because a guy's foot is in the air in the air. Like he, he'd be on side if they made it the breaking the plane. Correct. Um, and that's in, obviously that's what they did with the rule change. So no more. Oh, your foot is a uh, half an inch off the ice. The goal doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So as long as you are, Break as long as your back leg is breaking that plane, you are off or you are on side on the zone entry. So now I think we're going to see a lot less offside challenges. Uh, it's going to definitely lead to some more goals. Um, I know over the years, the Lightning have gotten screwed a few times on that play. So it's just one of those things. I'm very happy that uh, they made that rule change. 
Yeah, I mean, for anybody, first off, that doesn't know about the rule change, it is now no longer, doesn't matter if your skate's on the ice or 17 feet in the air, as long as it, not, <laughs> as long as it does not break the, the, the plane, is I believe the wording they were using, yeah. um, you're good to go and it's considered onside. I like it. I think it makes our job as linesmen uh, a lot more easy because now it's either, hey, is your – is both feet over the line or is one foot still behind? I don't care yeah. where that one foot is. It can be up in the air. That's great. But it makes our job so much easier, especially in a fast game. We're now not looking at mere matter of inches, which is yeah. what a lot of these calls well, came down to. At, at full speed to a norm, like to a human, <laughs> yeah. it's going to look like it's onside regardless. Exactly. You know, so it's just one of those things like at their level, the fact that they have the video replay, it's going to make it a lot easier to not have to turn over goals for uh, your foot is an inch off off the ice. I agree. And in a league that wants to increase scoring without fundamentally changing the game, I think this is an easy way to do it. Yep. No brainer. Because your foot still has to be over the line. It can now just be in the air. You can be yep. halfway through a stride and not get and, caught. And this is only good for the zone entry, not if the puck comes back outside the zone. Everyone would still have to fully clear. Normal tag-up rules apply. Right. It is only for the zone entry. And I love it. Absolutely love it. All I, it's also, gonna... I also think they should have – the only other thing that I wish they would put in on that is if there's a change of possession so like you can only get the it called on um like that initial rush does that make sense so like if i'm offside on Mm -hmm. the zone entry but then the defending team gets the puck then it should negate it i think ncaa does it that way kind of like playing the advantage yeah how you would in almost a squirt game yeah. Where, like, the puck comes in by, like, not even a foot, and then the other team grabs it and takes it down. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I I, I think I just buried myself, like, in, in a squirt game where it's automatic offside. There's, you know, a bunch of times. Kid just throws it, and it goes, you know, a foot in offside straight to the yeah. D-man. And, and then they, they fire skate it right it out. back out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Well, not, not even that. They, they'll skate it out and make a play, and, and a lot of coaches are, like, offside. And it's, like. Well, yeah, but we're gonna play the advantage here. Like, let's yeah, let's go. I, I don't really have an issue with that. I think that would make lives a lot more difficult. But in the NHL, it would. In the NHL, you don't see. But that they 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 eliminated the problem by the breaking the plane of the blue line. So I, I agree. Covered there. I agree. All right. Like so let's rule. let's get into our signings. Yeah, we have had a lot of signings in the past few days. Obviously, correct. Obviously, with the NHL starting up January 13th, um, a few big names, a few not really big names. I mean, you got Andrew Hammond to the Wild uh, on a one-year two-way deal, league minimum, which is 700K. He's going in as a backup third stringer type area. Anthony Duclair signed with the Florida Panthers at one year, 1.7. Drake Kajula, if that really, if that's a name that floats your boat, signed for 
uh, one-year league minimum with the Phoenix Arizona Coyotes. I'm sorry. And uh, then same, same difference. Same thing. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood re-signed with the Devils. He is looking. I'm 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 seeing him as their starting goaltender. Uh, three-year, eight-point-four million-dollar deal. He's he's probably going to be their goaltender of the future. Um, Matthew Joseph resigned with the Tampa Bay Lightning at a two-year, one-point-four-seven-five. Yep. Matt Joseph, Sorelli, and Cernak, I think, all are resigned. Okay. Michael Froelich uh, signed a league, almost league minimum, at one year, 750 <laughs> with the Montreal he played last year. And I want to say it was Winnipeg. I mean, Froelich, he's still a good player. He's on the way out, but it's a good veteran presence in the locker room. Eric Holler resigned in, the, in Nashville, one year, 175. One one that really surprised me here, Casey Middlestat. He signed a one-year $874,000 contract, which tells me he wants to play hockey, but they couldn't agree to a long-term contract more than likely because of the salary cap. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he also really hasn't proved himself all that much in the NHL. Hopefully this year's his, his breakout year. But I honestly I don't I don't even know who the guy is, so I got nothing. That's disappointing. <laughs> um hopefully you go know this guy's name, Ryan Miller. Hey, I know him. There we go. He re-signed back in Anaheim for honestly, a one year one million dollar contract. I can't believe he's still playing. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean he's, he's old. old. Like he's old. He's he's over forty, ain't he? Uh I would say like thirty something at, at I mean like late thirties or early early forties. Yeah, because I mean like he's definitely he's definitely a backup goaltender. There, he's actually forty years old. Okay, this is thought. yeah. So I mean, he's definitely up there in age. He's a good backup goalie. They got oh, who's their starter there? Um, Gibson's their starter. So I mean yep. they're fine. They're fine in net. Miller's there because I, I guess they have nobody else in the pipeline that's ready. Yeah, as you, I mean, he's a solid goaltender. Yeah, I mean, he can he can go he's in just and getting, play. Just getting old. Yeah, if he can play deal. 20 games, 30 games, I mean, I, I think that's – actually, no, this season, if he plays 10 or 15, I think that's solid, you know, since we're only playing mm-hmm. 56 games. Um, as you said earlier, Cicerelli, three years, 14.4 million. Cirelli. Cirelli. I Not always C- mess up. The, I always mess Cicerelli, up his name. Cicerelli was a guy from the from the nineties <laughs> that was a fucking. He was a shit stirrer. That guy, great yeah. hockey player. Um, and to continue on with goaltenders, obviously Henrik Lundqvist announced he's got to have an open heart surgery. Correct. Something to do with a couple of valves in his heart. So with that happening, the uh, the Washington Capitals signed. Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. I always get his name messed up. So Craig Anderson do a PTO, which I have a feeling he's making the team and he'll be their number one out of camp. Uh, he might be their number two. They have okay. a young kid there. Uh, I can never remember his name. He's Russian, but he pretty much took Holpe's spot over last year. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, Craig Anderson, I think he's coming in. He kind of knows he's fighting for that number two spot, but yep. you, it might also end up being a 1A, 1B type situation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, the Lundquist with the heart surgery, I saw that today. And it's kind of one of those things where maybe he played his last game in the National League. Um, I hope not. I hope not, but I mean, it's. I would say it's a possibility. Which, if it is, it's it's definitely a shame. Um, but I mean, all the best to to Lundquist, obviously, and hopefully the surgery goes well. Mm-hmm. Um, one last signing though that we have is Corey Perry signed a one year seven hundred and fifty dollar deal with the. Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know why Montreal did that. I'm not a Corey Perry fan. I wasn't when he was in Dallas. Not a fan in Anaheim. But whatever. you know what? He's in he's in Montreal for whatever they need. Good on him. He's he's still a decent player. He had his one good year. 750k. It's one year. It's a risk, but not. Hey, a big they got risk. they got him cheap. So why not? Exactly. It's not a huge risk. Speaking of PTOs, though, on Craig Anderson, we had two more. That I'm aware of, and that's Mike Hoffman to the Mike Blue Hoffman, Jackets, and yep. then Michael Delzato to the Blue Jackets. Okay. So Hoffman, I think people are kind of surprised he didn't sign anywhere yet, but at the same time, people aren't surprised because he's looking for more money, uh, or he's looking for what would be a fair market value for him as a player, as a goal scorer. Yeah. Um, but obviously, with the flat cap. Can't really do that. So he's going into the Blues camp, and he's expected to sign from everything I've been told. He's expected to sign, and or off the PTO, he's expected to get a contract, and he will replace Tarasenko, who is on long-term IR still, mm-hmm. to help ease the scoring a little bit. Yep. Um, Delzato to the Blue Jackets. I mean, well, speaking of Tarasenko, I saw he is pretty disappointed that he didn't get the uh, captaincy. Yeah, I mean, what Ryan O'Reilly O'Reilly's around? Yeah. yeah, I mean, O'Reilly's around and he's been hurt. So, it, it to me, it's not even that. I mean, it's 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 Ryan O'Reilly to me is the the cap. When, whenever yeah. I've thought of the Blue Jackets, I've always or, or not the Blues. Blue Jackets, the Blues. I'm sorry, I've always thought of O'Reilly being kind of their leader. Yeah, I, I know Petro Angelo was. Um, yeah, but yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, I have no um, issue with it. Do you want to go into uh, trades? Well, yeah, I was just going to segue. The Lightning are working there, some of their crap magic. Um, so we have the unfortunate situation where Nikita Kucherov is on IRR for mm-hmm. the entire season. Yeah, isn't it like hip or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he's got a labrum tear like uh, like I do, and he's actually getting it fixed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he's out for the year that takes nine and a half million dollars off our salary cap, which is huge. And then we just did a salary dump taking, uh, get, uh, sending Cedric Paquette and Braden Coburn to Ottawa, which those two guys are going to help the senators, mm-hmm. but we brought in, uh, to go on IRR, um, Marion Gabrick. Yep, Marion Gabrick and a goalie. Yeah, Andre Snilson. Yep. Um, I don't know what's your backup situation in Tampa. Uh, we have Curtis McElhaney for another year. Okay, because I I know Nilsson could back up. I know that's what he did in Ottawa. He was the but backup goaltender. 
he's hurt though. That's why he's on IRR. I wasn't aware that he was on IRR. Okay. From my understanding, he wasn't. If he is, I mean. Or long term IR, whatever the freak it's called. Yeah, long term IR. I mean, if if he is hurt, from my understanding, it was almost brought in as a secondary goaltender to McElhaney or a third goaltender down well, one down in the minors. They immediately they immediately announced that him and both players they acquired are going on long term huh. IR. Well, then he must be hurt. I I don't know. Yeah. But that was one trade that Ottawa did. Ottawa also acquired a 2022 second-round pick. So, I mean, if you Mm -hmm. think about it, Tampa got what they want. They got money off their books. They got two guys they can throw on long-term IR. And at the end of the day, they gave up a pick for it. So, I mean, you can't complain. Ottawa, though, is looking a lot better this year, especially just from that trade. And then they they had a busy – Boxing Day and December 27th as well because they acquired Defon, De- Derek Stefan from the Arizona Coyotes for a 2021 second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And then they also acquired one more player who – it must it's a minor league deal because I haven't heard of either players. Um, it was a forward for a forward, Ottawa and Nashville. But, I mean, Ottawa's definitely been busy. Ottawa's going to look good this year, I think. And – I'm excited to see what Ottawa has to do. Yep, it'll be but, interesting. But I, yeah, is, we have uh, we have McElhaney for one more year. Yeah, so I mean, um, I don't know the what Lightning Andres still Nelson. have to get some money off the salary cap. I, from my understanding, they were under it now. Um, they were like three mil under it. Oh, okay. Cap friendly doesn't have that updated. Correct. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah, I, I, from my understanding, with this trade, they were like three mil under it. Oh, well, then we're good then. Because exactly. really what they're kind of trying to do, too, is bide time till next season when the Kraken have to take somebody. And we're, I'm hoping and I'm thinking it's going to be Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Mainly because he's from there. So... And I'm sure Alex Kalorn is also still in play to, to get rid of him. So we will we will see. Um, we will see how that goes. Let's see here. Uh, roster size. Yeah. Anywho, other than the lightning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. They're, I know, obviously, they're the ones that have been trying so hard to get trades done to get guys off the books. Um, and then uh, I really haven't seen too many other trades to be honest. No, that was it. It was, it was Ottawa's three trades. Um, one with the lightning, one with the coyotes, one with the predators predators, I would say is a meaningless trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Stefan comes in. I believe he's a centerman. He shores up the, the third, fourth line, brings in a veteran presence into that locker room. Um, Paquette and Coburn as well both bring in veteran presence that know how to win which for a young team like ottawa i think is huge yep and i i really do think we'll see ottawa really do something this year hopefully i mean a little bit but they're they're in a really tough uh all canadian division yeah do we want to talk about that um we obviously have we have we have a one-year temporary realignment yep well maybe temporary realignment maybe we don't know um so obviously the entire 
all seven Canadian teams are playing each other and playing each other only. Correct. The schedule is interesting. You only play your entire your division the entire season. Top four teams in the division make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility with the way everything's going to work out that you could have two Eastern Conference teams or two Western Conference teams in the playing final. each other in the Stanley Cup final. That would be really interesting. I so, like, we could that. see we could see a Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Bruins Stanley Cup final. That is very true. Or we could see uh, Oilers, Oilers um, Toronto, Toronto. Oh, no, Oilers and Ottawa. Yeah. No, they're in the same. Oh division. no, same division. Okay, so yeah. Oilers and uh, Oilers and L.A. If you yeah. really want to stretch <laughs> to go back to '89, if you really want to stretch, yeah. But no, so really quick, just a quick rundown. Like you said, all the Canadian teams are playing in what they're calling the North Division. So you got Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting division. You got a lot of skill up there. You got a lot of youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be one of the tighter divisions, I think, for the top four spots. I feel like the Oilers are going to run away with it. I think they're the best team in Canada. See, I think there's a lot better. I think there's six other better teams. Okay. Mostly uh, now, look, the Oilers. Well, I mean, you do have the Leafs. Well, um, so, so my issue with the Oilers is they've always been bad. Uh-huh. Well, so, sorry, since 2007, like since I was just wee little. Um, and, and yeah, okay. I'm a flames fan. You can throw that in there too, but I think the Leafs are better. I think the Canucks are a better hockey team. The Jets are a better team. I think the flames are a better team. I think it's going to be like, it it might even be those four. I think it's going to be flames, Leafs, Canucks, and Jets come out of there. Um, maybe the Oilers and Senators surprise people. Same with the Canadians, but I, we have a uh, we have a guest sitting oh, here at my at my legs. That's not nice shadow. But yeah, yep. no, I I don't see like I mean yeah the, the Oilers might make the playoffs, but I don't see them running away with the division, especially having to play Calgary ten times. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think the Lightning are. I think the Lightning are going to run away with their division. Yeah, but, they're in the Central, so they got the Carolina Hurricanes the Chicago Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, the Dallas Stars, uh, the Red Wings, Panthers, Predators, and then last but not least, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Lightning. Yeah. I think it's cool that the Stars you know, and the Lightning get to play. Yeah, they're in the same division, and it was yep. a missed opportunity for them not to open against the Stars. They should have played in Tampa to start the season. Well, they are. They're playing the Blackhawks. Oh no! But like, but they it, should have played the stars. It should have been Stars Tampa, January thirteenth, primetime TV. Yeah, raise plain, the banner. Plain and simple. It's not. I don't know why, but whatever. It's probably due to like some travel. Who knows? Yeah. Um, the East Division is probably going to be the best for traveling because you got Boston, Buffalo, the Devils, the Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. They're not even going to need to take a freaking airplane. They're just no. They can bus tra- everywhere. They, they can, can bus and train. They could bus and train if they yeah. wanted to. I mean, I mean, especially you know, like I would. Well, love and then to be the a way Rangers the schedule's player. set up, 
when you go somewhere, you play each team twice. Yeah, which is it's, nice. It's you know, it's gonna be cool. I, it's gonna these teams are gonna fucking hate each other. Oh, the fan bases the are gonna hate each other. Hi, Shadow. I mean, you think the Battle of Alberta's now? Just wait till we're or like game eight of ten and game the eight of ten. <laughs> like we're just like nobody's gonna like either a nobody's gonna want to play hockey or b everybody's just gonna hate each other and it's gonna be a bloodbath. Which, hey, if you're a fan of, of fighting and hockey, like this is the season for this it is, because yes, there's it's it is. it's bound to happen. It's it's going to be like the playoffs all year long. You're seeing the same, mm-hmm. you know, seven teams all year. Well, yeah, because this season's going to be a you know fifty six game sprint. Correct. Shadow. Um, and then in Shadow's, the west, Shadow's here to give me <laughs> hugs and say hi to everybody. Uh, in the west, we got the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Kings, Wild, Sharks, Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. That's probably. I mean, I think Vegas will be the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, you got Colorado, Vegas. Well, Colorado and Vegas. I think those are your top three. Avalanche, Blues, and Knights are your top three. One, two, three. Don't care how they order. And then you'll have the Sharks and Wild, maybe the Coyotes battling for that fourth spot, and then you got the Ducks. I mean, the Ducks and Kings are just going to be trying not to get bottom maybe, or they're going to tank and get the first overall pick. That's on them. Yep. But they also are going back to the quote unquote regular style playoffs. So only sixteen teams this year. Yeah. Seven rounds. Yep. I'm okay with it. I like the plan, but at the same time, I get and it. And then for the referees, um, from talking to a couple of inside people, um they are going to split the staff. The guys that reside in Canada will be working the Canadian division. And uh, so there will be minimal border crossings mm-hmm. for the officials. And then all the guys that work in the States are going to be uh, working in the States. I, they do not know yet if they're going to keep certain guys in each division. Like if they're going to bubble off the referees to certain oh, divisions. That man, I would. Mm. Um, so they're not sure yet there. Uh, and then they are having p- two separate training camps, so one Canadian for the Canadian the guys and then one for the U.S. guys. Um, one guy I asked, he believes that they're just going to have everybody in the U.S. fly to Buffalo for a day and, you know, say hi. Yeah. And then uh, and then go back home. And it's hey, this weird, is the too. the offside rule. Yeah, and then they're also saying, or he was also saying that there's a good chance that during the season, it's going to be very, it's going to be a lot more lonely for them than in years past because mm-hmm. when they're home, they're expected to only be home, um, no grocery store, no nothing, so they have to get everything delivered. And then when they're on the road, the only time they're going to see their teammates is at the rink while they're working the games. After that, they're basically going to be expected to go back to their hotel room for the and, night and yeah and sit there i mean that's how that's how we're doing it now in, in the ODP but, this year but there is also the possibility once the vaccine is more widespread available that once everybody gets the vaccine um it'll just be business as usual 
So, which is definitely the hope I think for everybody. Yeah. Because anybody that refs, I think the best part is hanging out with the boys. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it, it'll definitely be an interesting year. Um, a few, I guess, important dates to remember is obviously January 13th is when the season starts. Yep. Uh, February 1st, teams uh, begin requesting players to waive their no movement clauses for the expansion draft. So yep. if you have a no movement clause, team can come up to you and say, hey, can you waive it? Obviously, the player doesn't have to. I would assume most players might or some might not. The trade deadline this year is going to be on April 12th, which is generally when the season normally ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year's regular season will end on May 8th. The playoffs will begin May 11th. And the last possible day for NHL playoffs, so game seven of round four, will be July 15th. Oh. That's, that's worse. Like, that's the last yeah, possible day. Yeah, that's worst so, case scenario. My guess is they want to be done before – I mean, if, God, if you can, if, if they go into July, that's going to give them a month and a half. Yeah. If, if, if Until you go training camp opens, if you go all the way to July 15th, that's yeah. Cause training camps are opening in usually September 15th. early September. Yeah. Mid, so that's two months tops. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll schedule it. So it's kind of done hopefully earlier in July. But who knows? Uh, the buyout period, is, the first buyout period begins 24 hours after the playoffs end, so whatever date that may be. Mm-hmm. Expansion draft is set for July 21st. Uh, so that will be a big night. Obviously, the Kraken yep. gets to select their team. The entry draft for the Is it too early to put money that the Kraken are in the Stanley Cup finals next year? <laughs> I don't think they will be. Because, I, like, I mean, there's no, so many Vegas was. Now. Zay Vegas was such a fluke. Well, it's not even they were a fluke. It was just like there's so many new rules now that you know they can't do the the under the table deals. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, the entry draft is going to be July 23rd through the 24th, and then free agency is July 28th. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are the important dates for this season. Uh, they're looking to start next season on time. I guess so. What uh, the first first three days of October start it then. Yep. I think they will go back to the 82-game schedule. I wouldn't be surprised if we're dropping the puck mid-October. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe I, just a I little think bit if, later. If they go all the way to July, I have a feeling training camps won't open till later in September. And then they'll drop the puck a little later in October than normal. But yeah. even if they do that, they'll be able to get back onto a normal track because yeah, you just, 1,000%. yeah, you had a couple more, you know, back to backs and we're done in April. Yeah. So. I, I don't disagree at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's the NHL season for, I guess this season. Yep. Um, that really wraps up this week's episode. Yeah, I got nothing. I got yeah, nothing else. The Hockey's only kind things. of at a lull for us. Cause all the teams are on winter break. Yeah. We're waiting to hear about the uh, USPHL bubble here. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I got the usual. Um, obviously, the 1,000 sub giveaway, we're still doing that. 
we are 20 subscribers away. So that's 980. So we just need 20 more people. Uh, the prizes are going to be first, second, third. They'll be picked randomly. And the prizes are going to be sick. I'm excited for them. Ross is excited for them. We can't announce it quite yet, but we're only 20 subscribers away. So yeah, if you we know are, somebody, we are in the somebody, process of locking up our, our number one prize. So. Exactly. And then also for the YouTube channel, uh, I am going to start posting a lot more on there, a lot more gaming stuff. I mean, Christmas was really good to me in that aspect. So I'll actually have the technology to do that now. Oh, nice. Um, so start looking for that on our YouTube channel. Gaming stuff on there. Oh yeah, I mean, play some NHL, whatever. Oh, play some shell. Honestly, dude, whatever, dude. We should try to organize a. Uh, this is like off the top of my head. This was not pre-discussed. We should try to organize a, a team stripes shell tournament. Honestly, that'd be sick. Like I would be about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this is the stuff we come up with, folks. There's going to be good stuff. We're still growing. Obviously, the new merch. I, I finally got mine. If you if you can see it, it looks amazing. Go buy it. Go check it out in the score store. There's a bunch of different colors, bunch of different options. If there's something that you want that's not there, DM us. I can probably make it happen for you. Um, mm. But with that, uh, just a massive shout out to our amazing sponsor at Acme Whistles. Yep. As always, have a great week and see you guys next week. Sounds good. And uh, everybody, uh, let's do that hockey.